Hello, my Teaching Without a Book friends. I am Sarah Thomas and welcome to my channel. In today's video, we are going to uncover the truth about STEAM education. by now you've heard of STEAM, which is really the transformed version of STEM education with the integration of art. So STEAM is an acronym that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. And it's an integrative approach to education. It brings all of those content areas together to create a more inquiry-based learning experience. Now, often when we think about STEAM education, our brains tend to go to the engineering and the technology, and we think about coding and robots and all of those sorts of things. But STEAM is so much more than that, and you would be surprised at how easily it fits into your daily instruction. Often, when I talk to teachers about STEAM, they do get excited, but they're just not really sure how to fit it into their day. All of the things that we have to cover, there's just never enough time. And because we view STEAM education to be this separate piece of learning, rather than something that we can integrate into what we're doing every day, many teachers feel that it's just not something that they have time to do, or maybe even permission to do. And because so many teachers believe that STEAM has to be separate than what they're doing, many students never have access to this type of learning. So today, I really wanted to share with you some ideas for how you can easily incorporate STEAM education into your classroom. And we need to begin with a mindset shift. We need to shift our mindset to not think of STEAM as being something separate than what you already teach. And today, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how you can incorporate STEAM education into your core content areas. The easiest way to integrate STEAM into the core content areas is to use a makerspace. Sometimes they're also known as STEAM or STEM kits, and it's filled with all kinds of things that students can use to create with. So we're talking things like paper clips and cardstock, little puff balls, Q-tips, anything that you can think of that could be made into something creative can go into a STEAM kit. So using makerspaces as a support to teaching and learning in the core content areas looks like a different approach to student assessment. You can use makerspaces to assess your students' learning by creating challenges around the standards, skills, or content that you're teaching. Rather than having your students write or take a quiz or test to show their knowledge, you can ask them to create something that's a representation of what they've learned. Now, I know this sounds like it's way more time consuming. It doesn't have to be, and we're gonna talk about that. But what I really want you to think about is when we assess our students only by having them take a paper-based test, we're never pushing them to get beyond those lower levels of cognitive thinking. We want our students to be able to show us what they know by using their creativity. This requires them to take background knowledge and really synthesize what they know and learned and put it together to create a final representation of what's up in their brains. And as a teacher, when you see something that your students have created, this is going to give you so much more information than any assessment that has just a right or wrong answer choice. Now the key here for makerspaces is that students have to defend their creation. This is what makes it the assessment. Otherwise, you just have a really cool piece of artwork. Your students have to have the chance to defend their thinking and explain to you why they chose to make the creation and how it meets the criteria of the challenge that you've asked them to do. And the real performance of understanding happens within that space where our students are defending the creation. It can be the most 
crazy thing ever in the world that they've just made you. But as long as they can show you and tell you why they did what they did, that's all that matters. And when we give our students a chance to explain their thinking, you can then get much more insight into where they are in their learning. You'll see what they're missing, where the gaps are, and it gives our students just a different chance to represent what they know in a different way. And you will gain so much more insight about your students this way. Probably what you're thinking is, this sounds awesome, except for that it takes way less time for me to pass out a paper, collect the paper, and be done with it. So to that, I would first say that this doesn't take the place of all other assessments. Using makerspaces to assess your core content areas can happen once a week. It can happen once a month. It can happen every other week. It can happen just for small groups. However it fits for you, that's really what you need to remember is that you make it work for you. But I do have a couple of other time-saving tips that may help you feel a little bit better, especially when you're just starting and getting this going in your classroom and your students are also just learning how to use the makerspaces. The first thing you can do is just put a time limit on how long they have to create. This actually also helps to build the challenge for them a little bit. The other thing you can do is you can give them explicit materials in which they're allowed to use. So maybe you post a list of different contents from the makerspaces that the students are allowed to use. This will really cut down on the time where students are kind of looking through their makerspace, dinking around, trying to figure out what they're gonna use. If you already have guidelines around what they're allowed to use, then they don't have as many choices and they don't waste time trying to figure out what materials to use. So when you combine these two strategies, it may sound something like this. You will have 10 minutes to create a representation of the summary of the story that we just read using only the contents and supplies that are listed on the board and then they can just get started and go at it. So you can see that using makerspaces as an assessment choice for some of your core content areas, it's really easy to integrate STEAM right into what you're already doing. Whether you teach ELA or social studies, there is a place for STEAM in your classroom. So let's talk more about the makerspace itself. It is so easy to put together a makerspace because they don't have to be fancy and they're really just kind of filled with a bunch of random things. I highly recommend doing it as free and cheap as possible, which I'm sure you can get on board with. The first First thing that I would recommend is reaching out to your students' families. Families want to be involved in the education of their child, but sometimes that's difficult to do. Well, makerspaces are a great way to ask for support from families to help you provide that access to their children. So start out by asking your students to bring in a shoebox. And of course, you'll have those few students who are not able to do that. So you can cover them either by bringing in some from your home or just by asking family and friends and even your colleagues. Once every student has their shoebox with a lid, then you can go ahead and allow them just to write their names on it and maybe decorate the outside a little bit. And then you can go ahead and divide up all the supplies that you've allocated between each of the students' makerspaces. Great places to look for cheap supplies for your makerspaces would include, again, asking families, maybe making a list of ideas, sending it home and seeing you know, who can help contribute to some of the supplies. Also, your colleagues and like I said, family and friends are always more than happy to help support because usually it helps them clean out a basement or an attic. So you can just start by creating a supplies list and then just asking for some donations. You might just wanna send a parent letter home explaining that you're gonna be starting to use makerspaces in the classroom and that you're hoping they can send in a shoebox and maybe one or two of the supplies that you sent home on the list. Another great way is to hit up garage sales and yard sales, which 
which I'm recording this video in June. So if you're watching it in real time, this is like the perfect time to go check out some of those sales and see what people have. You'll often find old craft items and unused things that people had left over that are perfect for maker spaces. Dollar stores and even the Target dollar bin and Walmart at back to school time, they have lots of different supplies that you can incorporate like glue sticks and crayons and scissors. And they are often cheaper at that time of the year than buying them at a dollar store. So just be smart about where you're shopping and make sure you look for sales and all of those sorts of things. Now I know this mindset shift can be a little bit tricky, so I created a free guide for you that will help you get started with some ideas for how you can use makerspaces as an assessment in different content areas. I put the link to this free resource in the description of the video, so be sure to check out the video description and grab your free guide to using makerspaces in all content areas. Now before I let you go today, I do want you to know that there are a few other ways that you can use makerspaces to incorporate STEAM into the things that you're already doing in your classroom. Makerspaces are a perfect enrichment opportunity for all students. They also make a great early finisher activity for those students who have already completed the items on their must-do list. Makerspaces will help you stay sane during indoor recess time. So on days when you can't make it outside, try using a makerspace instead. A makerspace is also a great class reward. You can try throwing a maker class party as a celebration for students' hard work and good behavior. And they also just make a great emergency activity on a day when things don't go quite as planned. So if you're excited and ready to get going with makerspaces in your classroom, then leave me a comment down below. I would love to hear some of your ideas and how you can see these makerspaces supporting your own instruction and the students that you teach. If you're looking for a little more support to help get you started with makerspaces in your classroom, then be sure to check out my makerspace kit resource that has everything you need to get them up and running in a way that is easy, stress-free, and will save you so much time. This kit includes everything you need to put your makerspaces together, implement, and maintain the makerspaces. You'll get things like kit labels and even a guide for suggested supplies that you can put in your makerspace kit and share with your colleagues or students' families. Families. There's a pre-recorded introduction to STEAM video that will teach students what is STEAM education and why is it important for them. The printable STEAM journal with planning pages and learning targets will guide your students through the engineering design process. And to help you maintain the makerspaces, you'll find things like a class sign-out sheet in case you're not giving every student their own makerspace but are creating a class set instead. The students request for more supplies will help you to make sure that students are always having the things that they need to be successful with their makerspace kits. And you'll also get an informational letter that you can send home to families explaining that you're starting makerspace kits. And there's two variations of this letter, one that asks for support with donations and one that doesn't. A set of 60 challenge cards will help your students come up with creation ideas if they're not really sure what they wanna make. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're excited to use makerspaces in your classroom. Please don't forget to leave your comments below and be sure to grab that free resource that I put into the video description. I hope you all have a great week. See you next time. Thank you.